You are listening to The Star Coach Show with Meg Rentschler, episode 137. I know that 20 years ago, we built relationships with people. Sales was very relationship-based. We didn't have Twitter where we could tweet 100,000 people and maybe get a sale, right? So I approached LinkedIn that same way, okay? I love all the other, in fact, connect with me on Twitter, tell me you heard this. I love that, right? I love having conversations there, but my business comes from the relationships I build on LinkedIn. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello, Star Coaches. Welcome to to the show. I'm your host, Meg Rentschler. As always, just want to share my appreciation with you for your joining us again this week as we continue to explore different strategies, tools, and resources that we can use as professional coaches. Now, we're going to definitely do that in today's show as we do a dive into social media and how we use our LinkedIn presence and our intentional use of our LinkedIn account to increase our prospect calls, to increase the people that want to talk to us about the services that we provide. And we're going to give you some really specific strategies to use in my interview with Karen Yankovich. So we'll get into that in just a minute. But in that interest of connecting you with resources and tools that are helpful to you, I want to once again, let you know that the Essence of Mastery Summit is right around the corner. And I am so pumped about the summit because it offers so much that I know the coaches that I've worked with and the coaches I know will benefit from. So I have to let you know again that the tickets are on sale right now. This summit will get you 20 core competency credits. Those are like gold and a resource development. So it's a total of 21 continuing education credits, but the vast majority of them are those core competency credits that help you towards your recertification. It's going to be audios and video downloads. You have a year to be able to listen to those. Plus, in order to get those core competency credits, you've got to do some live training. That's kind of how the ICF has it set up. So Master Certified Coach Annie Gelfin is giving six hours of live training about being truly masterful in coaching, how to deliver our coaching in a masterful way. And for those of you who are looking to create clarity around what you need to do to get from PCC to MCC, then you're definitely going to want to invest in this because that's what Annie's focus is in those live training calls. So if you need training or just want to learn from some incredibly masterful coaches, 
check out the link in the show notes at starcoachshow.com or on the resource page at starcoachshow.com. There's a link right now. We're in the early bird special, so you can get those 21 continuing education credits for $197. It is absolutely craziness. So that's going to be all about that, but I am truly committed to linking you with resources that are worth it for you and the Essence of Mastery Summit is worth it. Now let's talk about what we're going to focus on in today's show. As I mentioned, we want to link with people who can benefit from our services, correct? And one way to do that is through social media. Well, LinkedIn is that business framework where people go to find services, to connect with other business professionals. And my guest today, Karen Yankovich, is going to teach us how we can be intentional in our use on the LinkedIn platform to build relationships and increase our prospect calls using LinkedIn. Karen is the CEO of Up Level Media, a LinkedIn marketing firm that delivers profitable, cutting-edge digital strategies. And Karen is also the host of the popular podcast, Good Girls Get Rich. Karen is internationally recognized as a LinkedIn expert and consultant, and she's absolutely genius at helping businesses use LinkedIn and a range of other social spaces to increase profits. So Karen not only talks to us in this podcast about how to do this, she's also an international speaker and trainer on this subject. She is bringing her A-game to us and putting so many tips and strategies on the table for us. I can't wait for you to learn more from Karen. So let's go ahead and go to our interview and I'll see you on the other side. Karen, welcome to the Star Coach Show. It's so kind of you to join us. I'm so happy to be here with you, Meg. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, yes. You have a specialty that my audience needs to hear about. So, yeah. So let's just get excited about that. But in general, I think that when we are trying to connect with other people and in many times build our businesses, there is this confusion about how we do that through social media. and business owners are often in that place of wanting to use LinkedIn. I have used LinkedIn for years. I wouldn't say for a minute that I'm anywhere near an expert in how to use LinkedIn. So when we got connected, I was so excited to be able to bring your expertise to the audience. So today we're going to talk about that. We're going to hit on some pieces of how to really use LinkedIn to bring value to the people that we're connected with and be able to determine who should we even connect with. Karen, I am just picking your brain Perfect. left and right today. Pick, so pick away. Pick away. Picked. Here we go. Yours to be picked. Thank you for thanks for having me. I love I love meeting new audience. It's so much fun. So we talked about let's put together a plan mm-hmm. to 
build LinkedIn. That's what you work with your clients to put mm-hmm. together a plan to build a network that really works for them. And I guess my very first question to you would be, do you have some quick tips that you can share on just how to buff up a profile? What are some of the yep. things that we yep. want to think about? Because that profile is our face out there for, that's Absolutely. what people are going to click on and they're going to yep. sit there for a second or hopefully longer than a second to learn about us. So what are some things we want to be thinking yep. about regarding that? So, I'm so glad you mentioned that first because it really is the first thing you have to do. You really have to take care of your profile first or you should take care of your profile first because, you know, you said that, you know, it is our face, but it's sometimes it's our first impression, right? And you know how like they can't make a second first impression, right? So if somebody is looking to do business with you, you know, we don't buy a paperclip without looking for results, right? Like we, I'm really for reviews, right? We want to know. What do other people think? And we go online and we throw your name in a, you know, in a Google search and, and we want to see what comes up about you, what your LinkedIn profile is going to come up. So that is first and foremost, how you take control of what people see when they throw your name in a search. You can take control of it by creating a LinkedIn profile that tells them exactly what you want them to know about you. So that right there is like, everybody needs to do this. And, you know, when I talk about social media in general, I never say everybody needs Twitter and everybody needs Instagram, but everybody needs to do that. Everybody needs to at least create a great profile that positions you the way you want the world to see you. Exactly. And you want to be, you want to impress people, right? When you, you know, and this is not just about the people you meet online. Remember, you can use LinkedIn to, to further your relationships with people you meet in person or whatever, right? So you can, so it's an opportunity. You want to speak to somebody at an event and then connect with them on LinkedIn the next day and have them go, wow, I need to know more about her, right? Because they've seen that in your profile. You can't walk up to people and say, you are going to be so impressed when you hear about me and what I do, right? Like you can't do that in person, but you can do that on LinkedIn, right? So you can take the time to create a great profile that really is impressive and really helps you helps elevate your branding. You know, often when we're running, when we're running a business, like when you first get your certification or when you first are starting to create a business for yourself, or even if you have a paycheck job, right? We think about our business and the branding of our business and the products and the services and what do we want our brand colors to look like and all these other things. But we are, people are interested in the people that we're doing business with now. We are much more interested in that than we've ever been before. So taking the time to strengthen your personal brand before you even worry about your business brand is immediately brings value to your business brand. Right. So Does that make sense? Some of the things that we yep. would do to do that. Yep. So, you know, LinkedIn has like a little built in checklist, like you've got an all star profile, right? Like, so that's all good. But well, that really does. All that really means is you filled in all the blanks. So I want that, but I also want you to, I want it to be working for you. So one, there's we a, want to fill yep. in the blanks with stuff that has the biggest yes. impact. Yes. So first I would say to you, tell me why you're great at what you do and be really confident. Like, you know, to the point where you're thinking, can I really say that about myself? Like be really confident, but then tell me why I care, like make it client facing. So an example that I use is, you know, you might be a, let's say you're a money coach, right? And you help people with money and you might have all these certifications and maybe you have helped, you know, tons and tons of people make tons and tons of money and you've helped them overcome their money blocks or whatever. And that's great, but there's a lot of you out there, right? If you say, I am a money coach and I help women over 50 create enough wealth to retire at 60. Now I'm like, all right. I want to retire at 60. Right? Yeah, like, so, so all those 40 year old women or 50, you know, right, like that are right. outside. Right. Yeah. They're like, Ooh, work with so, me. I want to get. Exactly. Pressed. Exactly. So it's not like you can't work with people that are, 
that are not in that range, right? But as you know, at, in, at least in my business, and it seems like much, much of your audience, we're not really looking to connect with five thousand people. We want our next client, right? right? So when you think about you know who that is, and and it's so counterintuitive sometimes. I get that when you want more clients, you want more clients. You don't care if they're male or female or you know young or old or anything else. But at the end of the day, if your client can see themselves in the results you talk about in your profile, mm-hmm. you're going to get more of that business, right? You're going to get more of that business. So I spoke to someone this morning and she said, you know, I'm really like working with women, but I don't want to alienate men. So I said, here's the deal. If you say you're working with women and this is what you help them with, you're going to attract 10 more women. And if you alienate, maybe you're going to tra- alienate one guy, right? right? So don't worry about who you're going to alienate. Think about, write your profile to attract your one perfect client and really make it like, you are not going to believe what happens when we work together, right? I'm going to tell you this happens and this changes. And so you're telling me about you, but you're making it about me. And that's a mistake I think a lot of people make with their profile is they don't make it client facing. And it's not easy to do that, right? It's not easy to, to, to create a profile that does that. You know, the other thing you want to think about when you're writing your profile is what you're doing right now. And often we're doing more than one thing, right? So sometimes we are building one business while we're still at a paycheck job, or we've got two businesses we're building. Maybe we're a mogul and we've got three or four businesses we're building, right? So, so understand that that's, we're, that is so common. I, I can almost see the universe, the head shaking. Yep. That's me that they're, when they're listening to this, yes. because I'm telling you, people think it's like the first person to ask me that question, but it's the most asked question I get. Right. So, so what, what that means is that we are, many of us are multi-passionate. So, so create your profile from that position. We don't want to be confusing. Find where it intersects, you know, find where it intersects. I have one client who is a, she's got a corporate communications job Mm -hmm. and she loves it. She does really well. She's not really looking to leave that job anytime soon, but she's building a, a business on the side where she teaches, um, fitness to women, corporate women, women in corporate, right? So basically we're like, we got to find where this intersects. So she basically talked about the fact that she's always been interested in fitness, you know, but when she, the the higher up she got in her corporate job, the more she was sitting in her chair behind her computer. And she really had to find a way to, to keep the moving and grooving going as she grew in her and her career, right? Mm -hmm. So that's where it intersected. So you can find that too. Like, where does it intersect? And then, and then talk about that not really specifically, but to have that in mind when you go all the way back and tell me about when you worked at McDonald's when you were in high school, right? Like talk about the fact that, you know, you, if what you're doing now is customer relation oriented, nobody cares that you made a great cheeseburger, right? But they might care about the fact that you won this, the customer service award every year, right? So pull from those previous experiences, the things that are relatable, that helps build you up to where you are today. So keep all those previous experiences in there, but kind of almost look at it as a story that you're writing where you're building on, you know, and this job, I, you know, I really honed this skill, you know, and that skill, like even if you did HR, nobody cares that you did HR if it's not relatable to what you do now. So don't talk about that. Just talk about the things that are important to what you do now. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make. So I'm just, I'm thinking of the LinkedIn profile and the way mm-hmm. that it goes. So you've got the first piece where you almost kind of give a synopsis of who you are and what you do. And then you got the summary. Yeah. Yeah. The summary part. And then you've got the, where you can break down into different jobs. So you're talking about yes. when you, you create. I'm talking about the experience section. And, and in the experience section, use every one yep. of those experiences to build into why 
the most current one. Yeah. Yep. To build into the most current one. That's really important. So it gives you flexibility to be able to write that story all the way through your experience. And I don't yes. know that people think yes. about that. Yes. Say, that every yep. section of that can lead into that summary. Yep. You can only put so much into the summary. Every other Well, the summary is 2,000 characters. So you definitely want to use... So let's talk about the summary for a second. Okay. Actually, before we do that, I want to say one more thing about the experience section. Mm-hmm. It says experience, not jobs. So if you were the president of the PTA, if you're on, a, on the board of directors of a nonprofit, that shows that you have leadership ability. It shows that people have confidence in your abilities. Put that in there. That's experience. Okay. So don't think it's got to, it's not your resume. It's your life. It's your personal brand. If there are things that you did in your life that you think, you know, give you credibility or show that you have leadership ability or people had faith in you, use that in that experience section. Great tip. Okay. So you wanted to tell us a little bit more about yes, the summary. The summary. So the summary is 2000 characters. This is where this makes it not a resume. This is where you can tell a little bit of the story. Like that's where I talked about my client, Allison, who said, you know, I was in corporate and I love what I'm really good at this because she still wants to keep the door open, right? For the corporate business. She's not right. really looking to leave that. So she wanted to still showcase both. So that's where you can, that's where you can tell that story you know, and again, make it about you, but tell me about me or tell me about you, but make it about me, right? right? Like, tell me about you. I want to know what you do and, and how you do it and why you're passionate about what you do. When, you know, one of the things my company does is write LinkedIn profiles. And when you get an intake form from us for that, you know, we want to see your resume. We want to see all the tactical stuff. There's a lot of esoteric questions. You know, what is the fav- what's your favorite thing you ever do? What do you love to do in your spare time? What is your dream job, right? What is, so we can build it from that place because it really, you really want to hook people as they're reading through this. And nobody's going to read the whole thing, right? Nobody, you don't have to worry about reading every line. So just make sure that it's consistent. If you've got any experience at all with writing like a sales page for your website, think of it like that, the summary section. Give us lots of white space. We don't want one big giant paragraph. Make it easy on the eye. Maybe put some bullet points at the bottom with some keywords. It's your specialties, right? So that use every one of those 2,000 characters because this is going to lead into the next thing I want to talk about because you can feed the search engines with this. You can feed the search engines. You can feed Google. You can feed Bing or whatever search engines you use, right? So think about, and for sure, you can feed LinkedIn. So think about what are people searching for on Google and what are people searching for on LinkedIn that you want to come up as a search result and use those words, right? So we, you know, when we write LinkedIn profiles and we have the summary, we bold all the keywords so we can see how, and then we take them out, obviously, before we make it live. <laughs> oh, you don't we, leave all the keywords. Right, right. But we want to see, are we, you, are we really feeding this with lots of juicy keywords? So write the whole thing and then think about what are people searching for and then infuse that wherever you can into the profile. So let me just tell you one more thing about that. If anybody that's listening is by their computer, if you're driving, you're going to have to pause this and listen to it again later, right? But if you open up LinkedIn and you go to your, your actual profile, not the wall, but your actual profile where you're looking at your stuff, right? Your summary, right? There's a section that's called your dashboard. And this is there no matter whether you have the free version or the paid version. And on the dashboard, there's one section, there's one number that says how many times you've come up, you've come up in the last week in search results. So first of all, that is telling you that you are coming up in search results. So if you're ignoring your profile, look at that number right there and say, all right, there's 25 people or 225 people that I didn't tell the story I should have told, right? So so there's that right there, that's something. But what a lot of people don't know is if you click that number, it opens up another interface and it tells you more about those people. And at the bottom of that page, 
it will show you the words that LinkedIn used to bring up your profile. Now that I didn't know. Yes. Yeah. So, so here's the thing. If you're not a very active LinkedIn user and you don't have a lot of search, you're not coming up a lot in search results, you might not have, that might not be populated for you. So if you see that, if you only see two sections and I forget what the other two sections are and you don't see the keywords your searchers use, you just got to get more active on LinkedIn and you'll see that. So here's the thing with that. It updates every week. So keep an eye on it. So if, but you can control that. If you're coming up for crazy things like dog walker or whatever, it's okay. It doesn't mean LinkedIn is broken. It means you're not feeding it properly, right? So use that section to see what are, you know, am I starting to come up more? Like maybe you're coming up for things that you used to do. That's okay, right? Because you're still coming up, but now feed it better. Feed it with those keywords. You're coming up more for the things you want to be known for. It's great when people go to LinkedIn and type in Karen Yankovich and my profile comes up, right? But it's even better when they type in LinkedIn keynote speaker and my profile comes up, right? Right. So think about that when you're writing your profile. So when you say feed it, is it just picking from your summary and your experience or is it also picking from your posts? It's also picking from your posts. Okay. So that's why I say don't go crazy. Don't look, don't go crazy and think, oh, I don't want to talk to, you know, Karen today about her dog because I'm going to start coming up for dogs next week. Don't worry about that. Talk to people about their dogs. Talk to people, you know, give a recommendation to your hairdresser and to the, your massage therapist and be really generous and, and have lots of conversations on LinkedIn. But where you can have conversations about the kinds of things that you want to come up for because that way it's helping feed it. Now, there's no exact algorithm for this, mm-hmm. right? So there's nowhere that LinkedIn has this published that says this is exactly what this is. But based on my experience and the experience of my clients, you know, we know that this is what's happening. And a lot of times my previous background is IT sales. So I still come up for things like project manager and things like that. I'm okay with that. You know, I'm not really, as long as I routinely come up for the, uh, you know, the other things I want to come up for, you're occasionally going to come up for things that don't make any sense. So don't sweat it. Just yep. Keep that story out there. And exactly. as with anything, ultimately it comes into what's in it for the person. So we want yes. the, we want our profile to somebody to be reading it and say, I get what working with Karen, what that right. has in for me versus, yep. you know, Karen just talking about how all your, just laying yep. out your experience. It's like, yeah, but I'm not, yeah. Yep. Then we want it and, to and the people. We do. And, and, and the, the sentence that I want you to use when you're done, when you think you're done is so that, right? Like I am a health coach and I help women balance their hormones. So that what, why do I care about balancing my hormones? Right? So mm-hmm. you apply that. So that test to see if you've actually gotten to the point that I care because I, you know, if you say, so that, you lose weight so that the baby weight comes off so that you sleep better so that, you know, like that, those are things people want. They're not buying your menus and your recipes. They're buying better sleep. Right. right? Exactly. I tell tell that to coaches all the time. People don't want to hear about the process. I ask questions and I, whatever, what to what result? Let's talk results. One of the key things that you do with people is that you help them create a LinkedIn network that's proactive rather than reactive. Now I'm going to own right here in front of the world that I'm (laughs) I'm far more likely to respond to invites that come to me than being proactive about sending invites out. And you're going to talk to me today about what is the importance of changing that? I am. So here's the thing. Even if, as much as I want, as much as I know that if you really do a great job on your profile and you have great keywords and you're being really active, that you're going to come up more in searches. There's also a, a little bit of creating a beautiful flyer that you're nailing to a tree in the middle of the forest, 
right? Like I want you to send people to it now. I don't want it to be there. Like if you build it, they will come. That is not going to happen. You know, it might happen a little bit, but as far as I'm concerned, I love my business and I want to continue to be able to do it. So I want to do everything I can to make this better. So, you know, I mean, I've been around the block a few times, you know, I've been in this business for, you know, 30 years or, you know, whatever. So 20, 30 years. So in sales, and I know that 20 years ago, we built relationships with people. Sales was very relationship based. We didn't have Twitter where we could tweet a hundred thousand people and maybe get a sale. Right. So I approach LinkedIn that same way. Okay. I love all the other, in fact, connect with me on Twitter. Tell me you heard this. I love that. Right. I love having conversations there, but my business comes from the relationships I build on LinkedIn. So remember, you've already gotten, you've already got this great profile. So now there's a lot of different ways you can build your network proactively. Think about like, so let's first just do the fishing in a barrel stuff. Who are your ideal clients? How, you know, get as close as you can to a profile of them using the LinkedIn search. And you can do this with the free version. I'm a huge fan of LinkedIn Sales Navigator. It is well worth the money for the upgrade to me, but we don't have time to talk about all that today. But with Sales Navigator, you can get close to your ideal client. And what that will do is it'll save you time because as you get, you know, one of the things I hear from coaches a lot is I don't know where to get more discovery calls. Like, here you go. Here's my LinkedIn process. How many do you want every week? Right? Like I, you can have as many as you want and you're not paying for Facebook ads. Right? So to me, if I can dial the search in better and I'm getting on calls with more targeted people, I'm getting on less calls and making more sales. Right? So to me, that's worth paying for that. But just so take that concept, get as close as you can, and then start to connect with them, right? And it's not like, hey, I'm a health coach, and I think you might need my help someday. That's not your connection request, right? You want to have something that is relatable. You want to personalize the connection request. You know, think about all of the organizations you belong to. Maybe you're both members of the same Facebook group. Maybe you're both members of the same LinkedIn group. Maybe you're both members of the same Chamber of Commerce, right? Give something we're both members of this and I, you know, I'd like to connect with you here on LinkedIn. I generally tell people to shoot to, to connect with 20 new people every week, send out 20 connection requests. There are people out there teaching hundreds of connection requests a week, because if you throw enough stuff against the wall, it will, something will stick. That is, that works. It's just not the way I teach it. I would much rather you were really, really intentional about who are the people that you cannot wait to get on the phone with and start to build out connection requests with them. And And you're talking about this is a key thing I want people to pay attention to because you can send out an invite just sort of like sending it out where it says, hi, I want to connect with you on LinkedIn. But you're talking about taking that extra step and writing personalizing, you know, Karen, I would love to connect with you. I got your name from so-and-so and and we have this and similar, or I saw your profile and I noticed that we both went to the same high school or whatever the situation. So nine out of 10 times, you're going to be doing this to 20 people in a row with the same thing, right? If you're reaching out to your chamber of commerce, you can write one message copy and paste it, change the first name, send out 20, you're done for the week, right? If you're doing something, you know, there might be other ways and we'll talk about that. But so generally, this is not going to take that long. I don't want you to spend a lot of time on this stage and go, well, let me see if she does yoga. I can talk about that. Like, I don't want you to do that at this point. I want you to just be really targeted, as targeted as you can on the front end and start building your network. Because my goal is to get you on the phone with those people, right? So other things you can think about are who else has an audience of people that, that are your ideal clients? right? You want to be connecting with them. Hey, we are both in, you know, we both teach money to women. I'd love to hear more about your approach and how you do it. Or I heard you on, you know, Meg's podcast or, you know, whatever. Like, but you can also do a search for those people, potential partners, right? Let me ask you real quickly about that. Cause I know we're not going to do a deep dive, but what are the ways that 
people search? So do you, but let's say you put in a group that you're in or you put in a school. I mean, what, how would one do a search on LinkedIn? Yeah. So with, the, yep, with the free version, you can use geography, but you have to use region, right? Like, so I'm outside of New York City. I'd be New York City, New York City general area or New York City okay. metro area or something like that, which is really a big area for me because I don't really, I mean, I work for people all over the world, but when I say I'm, you know, Hey, we're, I love being connected to other local business owners and they're four and a half hours from me, but we both happen to be in the New York City area. You know, right. like that is a little bit of a stretch, but it still works. It still <laughs> mm-hmm. works. So you can use geography, you can use industry, you can use works for a specific company, you can use job title, okay. you know, so there's all kinds of things you can use and it depends on what your, who your ideal client is. Really, that's why I love sales navigator because with sales navigator, you can j- narrow it down by within a radius of a zip code, right? Okay. So instead of j- New York city area, like, so for example, I am, you know, I'll use this for example, I've been speaking at a lot of podcast events recently. So what I can do, there's one coming up in New Jersey and in September. So I can now go into LinkedIn, put the word podcast host in the search term. And this is with sales navigator, not with free, right? Put the word podcast host in and then do it's in Atlantic city. So I can do within a 50 mile radius of Atlantic city. Right. And I can send them connection requests. All I'm doing right now is, Hey, we both have podcasts. I'd love to be connected to you. Once they connect with me, I'm a speaker at that event. So a month or two before that event, if I'm reaching out to my first degree connections who have the word podcast host in their profile and saying, Hey, are you going to be at this event? I'm going to be speaking. It'd be great to meet you. We've never really been, we've never had a chance to get together in person. Mm-hmm. I'm going to triple the bit my sales at that event because now I'm, I'm inviting them they're, They feel more personally connected to me, right? The host of the event that hired me to speak there is thrilled because I'm filling his event. Right. right. And, and nine out of 10 times they're walking up to the host going, where's Karen Yankovic? That's who I want to meet. And I have people bringing me up, people bring people up to me all the time at events that I speak at because of that work. Right. So that's one example of how you can use the search to connect with people. And you don't want to do this on Tuesday for an event you're doing on Wednesday, right? You want to give this months in advance right. so that you've got plenty of time because you're truly and genuinely are building relationships with these people. So there's all kinds of other ways you can do that. You know, it could be like, Another example is I live in New Jersey. I have a condo in South Florida and I really want to spend more time down there. So I have a standard search that I've created that is South Florida business owners. Also in Sales Navigator, you can narrow it down by group. They're all a member of this group in LinkedIn. I also can narrow it down by people active on LinkedIn, which is another real big benefit to the paid version. So now I have this search of like 500 South Florida business owners. And when I don't have anything else coming up to, f- to fulfill my 20 connections that week, I'll go to that save and I'll be like, hey, I'm, I really, I've got a place down there. I'm not down there enough. I want to be down more. I really want to get to know more business owners in the area. You know, I'd love to connect with you. And then my next step is where do you network? What are you doing? How are you, you know, like, because I really do want to get on the phone with these people, right? So, so for me, a business owner is always a good lead for me, even though it's a really broad thing because they right. all need to do a better job at LinkedIn. But I'm not pitching them my service. I'm saying, can you help me? I'm going to be in the area. Where are you networking? What are you doing? I can keep myself busy every day of the week when I'm in Florida just by doing that. Right. So, so people you, respond to those things when you, absolutely. When you reach out to them? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I mean, and you, here's the thing. Don't worry about who doesn't respond. Just focus on who does. And that's why they, I get higher responses though, because I'm only sending them to people I know are active on LinkedIn based on the search parameter that I can set in the paid version. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting a higher response rate from that. And my message is really very, you know, I mean, if somebody said to you, Hey, I'm moving into the area, 
and I, you know, I see you're a business owner here, you know, I'm looking to connect with more business owners in the area to see how I can best not, wouldn't you respond to that? Yeah, you know, would hope. Yes. Right. So people generally do what they're not responding to is, Hey, are you looking for more leads here on LinkedIn? I, yes, I get that, that all the time. Yes. It just annoys yes. me to no end. Yes. Yeah, so you have to so stand out from those people. Okay. Be so, really personal and intentional with your messaging. So your intention, what you tr- teach your clients is you're more proactive rather than reactive. And that ultimately what you're trying to do is connect over the phone. Yes, absolutely. 100%. You're looking to get on the phone with them. And, and that call, it's not the tr- a true discovery call in the, in the definition of a coaching discovery call. It's probably a pre-discovery call. Or right? a relationship building call. Yeah. I, I, like, I call it like a collaboration call, right? Okay. Like Because that's really how you want to get them on the phone. Like, I would love to hear more about what you're doing. And maybe there's some collaborations we can come up with. Maybe we, you know, you never know where the collaborations can come from. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a call today like that with somebody who basically said to me, I have so many corporate clients that need you. Can I start introducing you to them? I'm like, you sure can. No, I really don't want you to introduce me to anyone. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And of course, I will take care of her. So I'm not pitching her my services, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm, and then of course, I'm going to try and find a way to send her business as well, right? So, so, but though, until you get on the phone, you don't know where that conversation is going to go. If there's a fit for your services, and let's get real, you pre-targeted them. Hopefully that's going to happen more often than not. You're going to say, so crazy that that's what you need. That's exactly what I do. But I don't want to talk about that now. Let's book another call where I can totally focus on that. Because on this call, I still want to hear more about you, right? But, you know, and then you can, of course, tell them about yourself and your business as well, right? right? But it's really like a pre-discovery call or just to Mm -hmm. get to know you, Paul. But that's, those are so powerful. They're so powerful. Well, and what I've learned over, because I've also been in business for myself now over 30 years. Mm -hmm. And I will say consistently, what has kept me in business is putting the relationship above the sales. Just being curious about people, wondering what's important to people, exploring, having those conversations. And then lo and behold, I get a call from that person or an email from that person, whether it's a month later, a year later, 10 years later. I don't know if you remember me, but we've you know, or we continue to stay connected through whatever it is. And yes. Meg, I just know that you're the person who I need to connect yep. this person with or that yep. I need. I had my real estate agent that sold me this house mm-hmm. over 12 years ago say, you're an executive coaching now. She knew that because of LinkedIn. Yes. She owns yes. her own business. She's no longer a real estate agent. She's in another business and I'm executive coaching her because we right. stayed connected through LinkedIn. Yes. Yes, absolutely. 100%. So here's the thing though that I want to say about that. You have to treat these calls like a true business owner, right? So what that means is I have a spreadsheet that I use and it, listen, if we have a call and you are a really nice person or not so nice person, and I just don't think that there's any opportunity, you don't go on my spreadsheet. We'll stay connected on LinkedIn and whatever. But if I have a call with you, even if today's not the day, and I think there's so much opportunity with this person, you go on my spreadsheet. And you never come off. <laughs> you never. So, what come does off. being on your spreadsheet mean? It means so my spreadsheet is like a lead. It's like my leads, right? Mm-hmm. So there's three sections to it. There's active leads, closed leads, and not now leads. Okay. So the active leads are people I'm currently talking to, and I put a dollar number next. I like to see that total at the bottom. How many active leads am I working on? Somebody that I think is going to be a yes in the next couple of months, or maybe even in six months, or in nine months, but they haven't said no. They might have said call me in September because I'm, you know, I've got this going on, but I really want to do this. Let's talk again in September. 
or they, or you talk to them and they said, wow, there's really a lot we can do together. And you know how you say, let's talk, let's have this, let's keep this conversation open. And then you never do, right? right. You go on my lead sheet. If I think there's a business there and then, and I have a date, I sort it, I sort the active things by date. And then I know like on this date, it's time to reach back out to Meg because I thought we had an opportunity there. Once, once I've closed that sale, they go on the close thing. But the reason I leave that on there is because we're always doing new things, right? right? And even with the people that said, yeah, it's not a fit. I can't do this. They stay on there too. Because I focus down, I focus down on, you know, I look to see what, what like, like I'm running these new masterminds right now. So this isn't something new that I wasn't doing when I was talking to most of the people on that list. So by eyeballing it, it might give me an opportunity to reach out to them and say, Hey, you know what? Since we've talked, I've shifted a few things. I'd love to hear more about what you're up to. Are you up for a conversation? And sometimes that's just a conversation and that's okay. But if you're having, you know, five, I mean, my goal is 10 to 15 of these conversations a week, not easy to achieve. I'm not going to lie, you know, even with what, cause I, cause I'm busy and you're all busy and I, I get right. that. But if you're, but that's why you can't skip the connecting piece because if I'm only having three conversations that week, I know that my business is going to feel it in a couple of months. You know what I mean? My bottom line is going to feel it. So, so I like always, always keeping have. that fresh exactly. income. So once you speak to people, you as, as, a, as a smart business owner need to keep track of those people, especially if you think that there's opportunity there. Even if that opportunity, even if you don't even know what that opportunity is, you know, so, you know, I did a networking event last week and I connected with a bunch of people and I had this, you know, whole stack of business cards that I still have here that I haven't finished up yet, but I connected <laughs> with them all on LinkedIn. Uh-huh. They didn't all go on my lead sheet, but a lot of them did. Do you know what I mean? Because some of them I'm like, "Ah, I don't know if there's any opportunity, but there were a few that I was like, oh yeah, these people are staying on my radar because there's a ton of opportunity there, you know? So, and that just means that like, maybe I'll, maybe if I don't want to haunt them, maybe I'll just go in one day and look and see if they posted something and I can share like or comment on that. Right. Now that's another key piece. Yes. Thinking about if you're connect with your connections, look at what they're, what they're posting People yep. love it when their th- stuff is exactly. liked or shared, particularly shared or commented on. That's just, yep. you think about how it feels to you when your stuff gets acknowledged. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. And, you know, it's, these are the, these are, this is why, like, I like to kind of refer to this as like LinkedIn with soul. I'm not looking for this to be all like left brain and analytical. I'm looking for this to be very relationship-based, very much what most people, you know, who is it that you love to have a conversation with? Even if you're an introvert, there's people that you love to have conversations with. So who are those people? And let's find them on LinkedIn, ones that would be a good fit for your business. And let's get you on the phone with them, you know, and that right there is going to get you business every single time. It's going to grow your business. And, you know, when you start to put, when you start to put some parameters around it, then, you know, um, what does your coaching package look like? What does a $2,000 package look like? What does a $5,000 package look like? And what do I need to do on LinkedIn? Sell one of those by the end of the month, right? What's the plan, right? And, and I'm telling you, you can and you will, but it's because it's you're going to get on the phone with people, right? And that none of the other social media sites have that direct path to one, target the people you're connecting with and two, literally looking to build relationships with them. So important. So as we are unfortunately getting close to our end of our time, I want to ask two things. So first of all, if there's anything that we've left dangling that you want to be sure that we share before we get into kind of how people can connect with you. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that the only thing I would say is just you know, because, and you mentioned it earlier, we're getting so many crazy spammy requests, the less is more, 
Less is more. And that's my approach. Less is more. I don't want you spending a ton of time on this. There is work up front, right? You've got to do the work up front on your profile. You've got to do the work up front on targeting your people, right? You know, the one other thing that I would say that we haven't touched on yet is when you're thinking of people to target, who writes in your local newspapers and magazines and web things on the topics that you are expert in? And are you connected to them? Right. So New Jersey, I live in New Jersey. There's a, there's a magazine, an online magazine called njbiz.com. You know, I go into the search engine on a regular basis and throw the word LinkedIn in to see who's coming, who's writing about LinkedIn for that magazine. I want to make sure that they know me and I know them and that we're building an actual relationship because the more I can get quoted in as an expert and they're looking for sources, right? Right. Make their job easier. Exactly. Exactly. So have the confidence to go in at a high level and connect at a high level and build relationships with people at a high level and everything's going to change for your business. Wow. How can people stay connected with you? So I have a podcast called Good Girls Get Rich. I would, and there's lots of LinkedIn tips on that. So I would love for you to check that out. I also have a free workshop, a free video. You can get that at freelinksandworkshop.com. Freelinksandworkshop.com. Yeah. So that'll give you, there's a couple of profile tips in there that'll like literally click here, do this kind of thing. And that'll help you get started instead of just listening to me talk about it. Like I show you exactly how to do it. So I will have links to Karen's podcast, to her free LinkedIn tips, and her website in the show notes, as well as on the resource page. Karen, thanks for having this fun conversation, because everything you talked about is coach-like. We want to build relationships. We want to be interested in people. We want to find out how we can collaborate. So your perspective was just so appreciated. And thanks for spending time with us. Oh, it was so fun to be here. Thanks for having me. There was so much good information in that interview. I want to thank Karen again. And just to let you know that after our interview, I did a little exploring around LinkedIn to find Sales Navigator and learn about it. And there are some videos on LinkedIn about it. Karen also supplied a link that is in the show notes at starcoachshow.com that will link you to Sales Navigator so that you can determine if it's something that you might want to explore within your LinkedIn account. If you'd like to know more about Karen or about Sales Navigator, go to starcoachshow.com and check out our show notes underneath episode 137. You can also get information about the Essence of Mastery Summit and about Karen on our resource page at starcoachshow.com. If you are enjoying the show, I would very much appreciate a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Every rate and review we receive increases our visibility, and I want more and more coaches to know about the Star Coach Show. So once again, thanks for joining us. I hope you got as much out of this episode as I did in my discussion with Karen. And until next week, this is Meg Rentschler wishing you the very best for your coaching success. Have a wonderful week.